because I think there is where everything starts. You have to have the commitment of of uh, the top management, the CEOs, the investors to push for those type of uh, uh, policies and requirements and way of doing business. Hello and welcome to Rethink What Matters, the podcast dedicated to aligning the economy with the ecology and everyone for improved business performance, stronger families and a greener, cooler planet. And today I'm joined by Arnulfo Salazar, who was until May the Corporate Sustainability Director at AGP Group in Monterrey, Mexico. And we're going to be discussing corporate sustainability. So it's great to speak with you today, Anolfo, because, uh, you know, as the Corporate Sustainability Director at AGP Group, I know that would have been a big job. I'm keen to learn more about AGP Group and what they do and what your role was there. Sure. They, they are a, a tier one supplier for the OEM in, in the automotive industry. They build uh, uh, skylights, uh, windshields and sidelights, uh, mostly for electric vehicles. Okay, and who would be their customers? Uh, we have, uh, for instance, uh, uh, Tesla, Lucid, uh, Canoe, Rivian, uh, Polestar, Volvo, Volkswagen, uh, BMW. Uh, practically all, all the car manufacturers are part of, of uh, the, the customer base of the company. Now that's an impressive customer base, it has to be said. Yep. So, so what was driving then in your role as corporate sustainability director? I noticed you had a drive there towards um, renewable energy sources. What what was the driver for that? If we can just start sure. there. Sure. For instance, as as you know, uh, this whole uh, uh, transition to decarbonize uh, all the industries, uh, of course, mainly the the automotive industry. It's it's playing a huge role here. So uh, part of the goals of the OEMs is to become uh, uh, carbon neutral by 2030. So for in order to do that, the entire supplier base needs also to become neutral. Uh, so mm-hmm. in that regard, uh, we needed to start looking for how to uh, source uh, green energy for our operations. Uh, the product, it's, uh, it's uh, quite uh, huge demand on, on, on energy because of the type of process uh, to develop uh, the product. So right. uh, an important an important thing to do in order to decarbonize the the company's operation was to go directly to green green energy sources, which we kind of uh, accomplish at the moment in one of the facilities, which is the the Lima plant. Right. Okay. Okay. And uh, so what was the green source? Was it solar energy? Was it wind or? Uh... Uh, in, in this case, for, for uh, Lima, Peru, uh, the, there's a mix of uh, hydro and right. uh, solar uh, energy. I, okay. I don't remember right now the percentage precisely, but uh, yep. uh, we, we partner there with uh, NL Peru mm-hmm. uh, in order to source uh, entirely our consumption uh, for the plant. Uh, from from green energy. Okay, okay. And if you could tell us a little bit more then about what does it mean to be a corporate sustainability director at a company like AGP? Uh, what did that well, role uh, include? 
it's a huge huge responsibility and in uh in part of 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 my role was to develop the strategy and the the processes and the tools in order to go in that uh sustainability journey is starting from the the carbonization part as you know i mean sustainability is not only about uh, environmental issues we also have the social ones and, and, and the corporate governance. So I was putting together uh, the whole strategy in order to uh, tackle those uh, requirements, not only from the uh, regulation uh, side for whatever we were operating, but also from the requirements of the OEMs, which uh, yeah. most of the time are higher right now than the ones in the regulations. So uh, like, like, again, uh, for instance, to go 100% green energy by 2030. So we are six years uh, far from that. Uh, and, and, and it's a huge transition. And uh, now, uh, not, all, not in all countries is, is uh, enough uh, uh, supply of green energy. Everybody wants to do that transition or mostly all the heavy uh, uh, industries and there's not enough uh, uh, source of green energy, which that uh, translates in, in higher prices in some of the countries. So right. that, that is the main barrier right now, uh, the cost, uh, that sometimes we need to uh, transfer that to the customer and the customer will uh, transfer that to the end user. So I right. think that is, that is the, one of the uh, main challenges that the entire world uh, faces right now uh, how to make more uh, accessible in terms of uh, the cost, uh, the, the the green energy. Right, absolutely. And how many staff are there at AGP Group that you had to include in this? How many what, sorry? How many staff, how many employees are there? Um, should be something around uh, 4,000 employees uh, worldwide. Yes. 4,000, okay. And, and did you have to bring them along with you on your corporate sustainability journey? Sure. I mean, you have to align uh, the entire workforce. Uh, it's not only about the uh, one or two people effort. It's everybody needs to be on board. It's it has to be clear in the entire company what are the goals and 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 how are we going to to uh, uh, fulfill them in order to yep. have a, a better a better result. Right. Sure. Absolutely. And uh, do you find any resistance? I mean, that's always the, the biggest challenge with these. I mean, that's a, that yeah. is a big challenge. I think. Is I resistance. think. Yeah. Re re in 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 the change management uh, theories, uh, resistance is uh, uh, by default. You, you will always find uh, resistance. So you have to manage it. And, and yeah, for sure. In in every kind of uh, new project, new initiative. In this case, in my in my uh, area of expertise. Uh, there's not there's not enough uh, uh, knowledge or understanding of what sustainability means. So you need to start from there to build up right. the proper awareness in the people mm -hmm. to understand and 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 uh, let them uh, have a, a clear uh, idea of what are the challenges that uh, we as humans and also as companies are facing. So right. they can understand how they can contribute. To, to build up and, and fulfill those uh, objectives. Right, okay, okay. And I'm just curious, did you get involved in how green the product was itself in terms of its manufacture? Yeah, actually um, every year there's a, there's a exercise that every OEM uh, runs, which is uh, the life cycle assessment of their product. So as, as a supplier of, of, of those 
products that I just mentioned, we needed to run our own life cycle assessments to understand what, what were the carbon footprint of, of those products uh, that we developed. So uh, every, every single product needs to go through a specific analysis to understand the different process steps, how much energy do we consume to produce those parts. We need to go back to our own supplier base to request the same. So whenever we build up right. the entire product, we have a better understanding of the total carbon footprint of that of that uh, single uh, piece that we produce. And okay. that's, a, that's a quite a challenge because you have to go every step of the process, understanding how much energy do we consume, uh, how many parts did we produce, so we can translate mm -hmm. that into the, the energy per piece and then the CO2 equivalent uh, for that piece. Uh, again, when, when you have the opportunity to have 100% green energy in your process in, in, in your product, that makes things very easy because the carbon footprint uh, practically practically goes to zero. Uh, I mean, you have to add the other components and take those in consideration, but makes things when your main product is it's, it's being produced in a green energy-based uh, uh, facility, it, 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 it all uh, uh, makes it uh, easier to determine the, the carbon footprint of that piece. So reporting is a big, you know, reporting and transparency is a large part of it, isn't it? And, yeah, and, yeah, and actually that certainly. was another of my milestones to develop a sustainability report, uh, where where based on the global reporting in, initiative, uh, in order to make more transparent and start having, uh, 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 of course, that door open for our customers and also our suppliers that we yep. were uh, uh, in that path in, in terms of being sustainable is not only just to say it, you have to show results on that. So the different right. uh, indicators and metrics that are related to, to those reports, we were starting to build up uh, that uh, to deliver for next year, uh, our first uh, sustainability uh, report in terms of uh, based on uh, GRI uh, criteria. I mean, have you got anything you can share with us about the challenges, you know, in, in undertaking? Yeah, such well, there, there are different things. Uh, from from one uh, point of view, is uh, the the spread of 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 these uh, challenge. You know, you need to take care not only of a single country requirements. You gotta go to U.S., China, Europe, uh, South America. So that's the main the main uh, uh, challenge. Uh, how to to make sure you have the proper understanding of the different requirements in every in every country and from there right. then having uh, understand the, the the gap that you have starting to uh, prioritize you can close or you can uh, you cannot uh, uh, tackle everything at once sometimes you require uh, uh, some investment so you need to plan that into the budget and the, if mm -hmm. you are long way from that to happen in in terms of the of the year then you have to minimize the 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 the, the risk to to come up with mitigation plans so uh, at the end of the day it, it comes to the priority to make sure you are tackling the proper uh the proper gap with the proper right. actions until you close them all and sometimes uh also yeah you need to to bring uh some specialties 
to support you. Uh, if you don't have the full uh, uh, subject matter expert, let me let me call it like that, in yeah. in, in your team, you need to bring uh, outside support to make sure you have a proper understanding of the gap. What are the implications? Uh, how yeah. what is the risk appetite of the company to to not tackle one uh, specific issue and go for another one? In the meantime, you have the the the, the full uh, capacity of of uh, close them all. So, um, did you have any stories to tell about um, you know things that fr frustrated you at all in the process in the journey of uh, reaching your HSE compliance? I, I think sometimes it's uh, the the willingness of other departments to support. You know, uh, for us, I mean, it's, it's natural. You 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 have it clear yeah. as an HSE professional. You have to you have to uh, solve those type of issues, but that is not the the same priority for production, for instance, or or, or engineering or quality. So in order to make sure everybody is on board, you yeah. have to do a lot of loving with with those areas, and 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 again uh, build up the proper awareness because they 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 will. I mean, your first uh, priority won't, won't won't be theirs. So you need to make sure how to right. uh, put them on board. And sometimes you you don't you don't um, I mean there are other forces uh, stronger than yours like production right. or deliveries and and you have to fight that and sometimes that is very frustrating because you don't you don't feel and you don't see the same uh, um, uh, importance uh, level in all the in all the departments. Okay, okay, and some of the um, the uh, sustainability development goals. Um, you know, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals is something which, you know, we like to talk about um, at a water room. Um, and I think you're, you're quite closely aligned with SDG 9, uh, Industry Innovation and Infrastructure. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's part of what we, we influence a lot. We use the SDGs as part of our framework to, to see how can we uh, contribute to the fulfillment of those, of those uh, uh, development goals. And SDG right. 9 is one of, of uh, the ones that we uh, influence the most because of, of the uh, uh, industry we work. Right. So with ESG, there's environmental, social and governance. Um, and uh, quite often we can talk a lot about the environmental side of things. Um, but what about the social side of there in Mexico and your role there as Corporate Sustainability Director at HEP Group? Sure. That's a very important uh, factor because uh, in the social part, you need to make sure you have to you have to take care of of uh, the people, the workers, the employees. You have to provide uh, the proper work environment, uh, safe, secure. Uh, and sometimes we don't we don't uh, take that uh, in in a much of consideration. So it's it's important. Uh, and was part of, of, of also my goals to develop a standalone uh, human rights uh, policy for the company in order to uh, take care of those uh, topics. Uh, also developing the, the grievance mechanism uh, to have a transparent and anonymous way to report whatever misconduct you can have in, in the work environment, which is uh, uh, right now uh, an important thing for many companies because uh, there's many situations that in the day-to-day -day, uh, uh, work, you cannot take uh, care of everything. And when something comes up, uh, you need to, you need to uh, uh, 
have a way to uh, be aware of those situations. If, if you don't have a proper channel to communicate with your, your workforce or they don't have a proper channel to escalate any situation, then uh, becomes part of, of uh, a, a bad environment of, of, of the company. So it's very right. important. Yeah. I, encourage, I encourage every company to, to have those type of mechanisms in place to let people report whatever misconduct uh, may happen in, in your work environment. Uh, did, were you involved in the social side of things as well in Peru and uh, Brazil and China? Sure. Yes, and and, yeah. and that, that multicultural uh, environment, uh, you have to you have to be uh, uh, cautious because sometimes something that is uh, a good practice in one country may not be that good in in, in another one. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, you have to have always uh, a proper understanding of how things works in every country, so you mm -hmm. be fair. If you establish a policy or a rule, you yep. make sure you establish something that applies uh, all across the countries you operate and you are not out of whatever specific uh, law or requirement in that country that, that right. may be uh, uh, not the proper, the proper um, solution. Right. I mean, did you find it challenging, you know, the compromises you must have to make when you're trying to implement the requirements of the OEMs um, maybe the governments where you're operating versus your, you know, your own interests as well. Was that a challenge? Yeah, big one. Because sometimes uh, there's a coming a requirement like this one on, on in terms of green energy, uh, and you don't find uh, I didn't find enough uh, echo uh, within uh, the company. And so, did that mean that you you'd have to work alongside operations and uh, productivity and efficiency to to ensure that you know the the um that the margins and the revenues are being generated actually i'm glad you asked because that's one of the first steps uh, before you want to go green in this case you you have to be efficient enough because it, it is, is it won't work just if you start putting panels at home but you're still consuming the same amount of energy coming from uh, not a very efficient equipment the first step uh, and the, the first smart step is to reduce your consumption by having right. more efficient equipment or more efficient maintenance of them, more efficient usage. Whenever you're not yeah. using something, you turn it off and you save uh, money. Then you go in the second step to become uh, green uh, in that regard. So, yeah, that's, that's a very important point. And sure, I was participating in the initiative of uh, cost reduction related to energy consumption. Uh, yep. There was a big, a big uh, project to re-engineer a furnace that was having not the proper levels of efficiency. Uh, there yep. was also an issue uh, in terms of regulation that we have to cover. So we started to re-engineer that uh, piece of equipment to make it more efficient before we go to renewable energy uh, uh, topics. That's interesting how the corporate sustainability director then does need to get involved in the efficiency and the productivity of the company as well. Yeah, I, I, th yeah. I think sustainability uh, touches every single area of, of, of the company, not only right. horizontally speaking, but also vertically, because, again, you have to align the whole force, the whole workforce, because mm. if someone in the shop floor is going home at the end of, of the shift and is not turning off 
the equipment, it is yep. affecting the whole company. So right. that way you have to build up that proper awareness in all levels of the organization to to really uh, uh, get get to, to the objective you are setting. To the efficiencies that you're looking for is, yeah. And exactly. then, you know, coming to the, the last week, I find this with ESG, we do it backwards, don't we? We go environmental, we do social, we, we actually do governance first, really. But in terms of governance then, you know, um, these are your bosses, I guess, you know, these are the pay, people that are paying your salary. So, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I think it's... Does that, get, does that get to be a little bit tricky? It is. And uh, it's, I think, from my point of view, my humble and personal opinion, uh, the one that is being uh, taken care of uh, the less, because I think there is where everything starts. You have to have the commitment of, of uh, the top management, the CEOs, the investors to push for those type of uh, uh, policies and requirements and way of doing business, starting for developing the proper policies and procedures uh, having having a proper follow up of of uh, like for instance uh, developing uh, a code of conduct uh, or ethics, yep. that that covers the whole uh, uh, purpose of sustainability. We have to be right. an ethical company to be ethic with the people, to be ethic with the the, the society and with the with the environment. If if yes. we don't have that in our mindset, if we don't take care in the first steps and and we have a saying here in mexico the the the, the ladder uh, uh or the stair uh, i mean the stair has to be swept top down so <laughs> okay. you need to start from the top and sometimes yeah. we see the ceo as the top but may not be the case because on top of the ceo you have the investors you have right. the stockholders so uh Everything has to be aligned and the government has to be aligned so you, you have a clear path of where you want to go. Everybody needs to be in the same channel. And I think that's uh, what you are trying to aim with this podcast uh, uh, that you recently started to build up that awareness and start aligning things to, to, to that uh, goal. Suppose, absolutely. Just that, you know, we need to get everybody aligned, you know, top, top to bottom, left and right. And uh, well, you know, this might not this might not be the case at AGP Group, but I can imagine in some instances corporate sustainability directors being employed for uh, greenwashing, maybe, or you know, a PR exercise rather than how do we actually improve our operations to become greener? I mean, I don't know if you, you know, if you've got a view on that. Sure, uh, that's that's a very important thing to mention because. Um... I've I've been part of of uh, greenwashing situations in the past. Not only, oh. uh, I mean, in, in several companies or with with other uh, suppliers that claim to be green and they are not. But I I I, I want to say that sometimes it's it's lack of awareness, uh, not not intentional. They are not the, yeah. doing greenwashing or blue washing for the social part. Uh, unintentional right. is just because they they really don't understand the concept, and that's what I've been uh, 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 most worried about. Part of my personal goal is to develop the proper knowledge and a skill in, in in the company I work with to really understand what what ESG or sustainability means, 
and 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 not right. saying we are green just by saying we are green because we want to com comply with what the customer is required but yeah to understand that's the the the, the proper way to do things that's mm. uh, to become uh, the to make that the purpose of the company uh, because at the yeah. end of the day it will be resulting in in in, in good business uh, if we it do will. it the, the right way sometimes skills uh, people think that because in order to be sustainable you have to spend a lot of money again I don't like to see this as an uh, as an expense uh, I like to see this as an investment absolutely definitely is that's uh, been fascinating. Really fascinating. I appreciate your time so much um, on this podcast, Anulfo, and, and sharing with us your knowledge of, as, as Corporate Sustainability Director at AGP Group and what that involved. I think we've really learned a lot about what that means um, Thank you. and the challenges that you had to face there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Anulfo.